and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. My name is Hannah. It is such a joy each time I get to sit down and record a podcast where I'm able to talk about God's word, the things that he has shown me and the things that I hope that he reveals to you as you listen to the podcasts that Sarah and I put together. Know that we also have a corresponding blog that can be found at www.boughtatapriceprice.com. Again, www.boughtatapriceprice.com. We are all about helping Christian women recognize the value and purpose that God has given each one of us, helping you recognize the journey that you are on with God and just how beautifully and fearfully, wonderfully made you are. So today we're going to be talking about stones of remembrance, reminders of God's goodness. Memories, those darn boogers, sometimes They can be joyful, and sometimes they can be downright painful. There's a quote about remembering God, though, that I absolutely love. Ibna Ada Allah said, He who the wealth or children distract him from remembering God is lost. But the one who remembers God experiences delights sweeter than the pleasure of food and drink. I think that even our most painful of memories can become sweet delights when we remember them in light of what God has done. Remembering God is so important, but remembering God can also be tough. It's hard to remember all he's done in and through our lives. Because of this, God told Israel to set up and use stones as a means of remembering all he did for them. And while I don't expect you to go to the Home Depot or the Rock Supply Store or your own backyard, though if you have kids and ask them to go and collect a bunch of rocks for you, they would probably, one, enjoy doing it, and two, you might enjoy the little break while they were outside doing some rock collection. But, aside, while I don't expect you to be stacking rocks in your backyard the way that Israel stacked rocks, you know, every time God does something you want to remember, we do need to remember God's faithfulness, his provision, and his instructions to us. Truthfully, we need to remember Every single thing God says and does for us. But that's tough. And in reality, it's almost impossible. Today we're going to open the Bible, as we usually do on Wednesdays, and look at a story showing how Israel remembered God. Along with that, I'm going to be weaving in my story of remembering God's faithfulness. And by the end of this podcast, my prayer is that you've remembered what God has done, that you've recounted the stories of God's faithfulness in your life, and that the remembering has kindled a heart and mind full 
of contagious joy. So to start my story, as I was standing at the computer thinking of a story to tell that aligned with the scripture for today's podcast, I was awestruck by just how much God has done for me. God has blessed me and given me oh so many reasons for joy over the 20 plus years I have been privileged to serve him. Today I'm going to take you on a journey, a journey much like the Israelites were on, my journey, while we'll also be traveling with the Israelites. So 14 years ago, I was happily married, living in my all-time favorite state, sunny Florida. I almost cry about that every single day of Pacific Northwest winter, going to an amazing church and living in a beautiful home. By American standards, I was living the dream. There was absolutely nothing I was lacking. I still remember my then husband coming to dinner and calmly sitting down at the dinner table and telling me he didn't want to be married anymore. The calmness in his voice and also the definitive way that he said it left me numb for days as I scurried and hurried about trying to rally people together to help fix whatever had broken our marriage. God didn't fix my marriage, but he did give me every single reason to remember his faithfulness. He gave me so many forever signs, answered my every question, and ultimately proved himself powerful beyond my wildest imagination as he took me on this really unexpected journey. God proves himself more powerful than your wildest imaginations as well. When we choose to cling to him and turn to him each and every time we have a need. Truly, we need to turn to God even when we don't feel like we have a need. God wants to prove himself powerful in our times of need and our times where we don't need a darn thing. So as we open the Bible and explore the stones of remembrance Israel set up, I'm going to be weaving my remembering story of God alongside Israel's. Again, I pray that you see God's faithfulness to Israel and to me, and that you in turn recognize the many ways God has been faithful to you. If you don't know the Lord, I pray that you continue to listen to this podcast about remembrance and think about the times in your life where God has also revealed himself and shown himself faithful to you. The stones of remembrance in our lives should be remembered and shared for as long as God gives us life. So, Israel's sign forever. Joshua 4, 5b through 6a and 7b. Sorry, I did a little cut and pasting for sake of time and space. Says, 
each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask of you, what do these stones mean? Tell them, these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Joshua was about to lead God's people into the promised land, the land God had promised their forefather Abraham, the land he'd been leading them to since they set out from bondage in Egypt. And with each passing year, Israel had to remember what God had promised them. This was a promise of God that took years to come about. But those years were part of God's plan. Those years involved Israel growing in relationship with the God who loved and provided their every need. Those years showed them that God fought their battles, that God was their source for everything, and that God journeyed with them. The 12 stones that God told them to set up when they'd reached the promised land were hugely important. Each tribe's stone memorialized every little and big thing God had done up to that point. Israel was about to take possession of a land flowing with milk and honey, and they needed to remember that it was God who led them there. It was God who provided the rich and abundant land that they were about to enter. Remembering the things God leads us through and to is critical. Stones of remembrance aren't just Old Testament things. They're things we also need. Do you remember what God did or said last year? What about 10 years ago? It's hard. I get it. I'm not a journaler and I have trouble making notes of all the things God tells me and does. But guess what? We should. And I'm challenging you and me right now, challenging us because remembering the things God does provides hope for the future and is a testimony that can be used to draw the lost to their Savior. Hang tight for Friday's podcast because we're going to be talking about some ways to remember things. So back to my story and my forever sign. Shortly after my husband left, my job told me I was being transferred to Georgia. I didn't know why. I didn't know anything except that God had given me an unexplainable peace and knowing that I was to go. Here's the problem. This was in the middle of the first huge recession we had in the early 2000s. I had a house that would need to be sold and no one was selling houses unless it was a short sale or a foreclosure. God said sell, so I followed his instructions despite them making absolutely no sense. Within one week, I kid you not, it was like literally down to the day of putting my house on the market, it was sold for exactly what I asked for it to the penny. I had literally called my mortgage company, asked them how much was left to pay off my mortgage, and told the real estate agent that that was the amount we were supposed to list the house for. God had given me my first forever sign that he was leading me on this new journey and that he would provide my needs. Following God's instructions and letting him give you a forever sign let him lead you and show you 
that he'll provide your every need. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you remember all the stories of God's faithfulness over your life. Then take a moment and write down everything God's done for you. As you're doing this, think about how is it making you feel to remember all of the things God's done? Are you feeling an unexplainable joy and peace, maybe mixed with some excitement? That's how I feel when I'm remembering God. Writing and talking about this podcast has even caused this huge smile to plaster itself on my face. Maybe you can hear it as I'm talking. Because remembering the things of God, it's, wow, it's life-changing. All right, questions answered. Joshua 4, 21 to 23 reads, In the future, when your descendants ask their fathers, What do these stones mean? Tell them. Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry ground, for the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just as he has done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. Let me tell you, God is some kind of amazing. I just couldn't help but start this section with that statement. The Jordan River was at flood stage and God stopped the water, dried the ground. I mean, think about that now for a minute. Not only did he stop flood stage water, but he dried the ground. Ground that water had been running on for God only knows how long, like since creation. And allowed every single Israelite to cross over into the promised land on dry ground. This is the second time God did something like this for Israel. The first was when he parted the Red Sea. And when kids born in the promised land would see those stones, it would lead them to ask questions. And those questions would lead to the stories of God's provision, his parting of the Jordan, and how we brought Israel to the promised land. The best part? Those stones told God's story. All who asked about these stones of remembrance would hear about God. Making a point to retell the stories of God in your life plants seeds of hope, faith, and trust in the lives of others. Do you have special places that remind you of the things God has done? Do you remember and retell the stories of how God's provided for you, supplied your needs, answered your prayers, fought your battles, rescued you, saved you? Making a point to retell the stories of God, again, plant seeds of hope, faith, and trust. So, God's provision in my life, my stones of remembrance. Just like God parted the Jordan and led Israel to their promised land, God led me on a new journey marked by his unfailing provision. And instead of telling you a detailed story, I'm going to show you how God provided the stones of remembrance that he had me set up. God provided me a place to live without having to search. A service dog when health took a nosedive. He provided my long-term disability when I was no longer able to work. He led me to a school so I could finish my degree. He led me back to Washington, where my family is. God provided a home in Washington and unexpectedly lowered the price for me. God gave me the dream for bought at a price and miraculously provided Sarah to partner with. 
God drew together my love for nutrition and his word and opened doors for me to use them to serve him. God wants to lead us on journeys marked by his unfailing provision and faithfulness. Will you journey with him? My list could be so, so much longer, but I just wanted to provide you some of the highlights. We serve an awesome God who loves and wants to provide for his children. We need to remember the times that God provides for us, the times that he leads us, and the times that he instructs us. These are our stones of remembrance. Joshua 4.24 says, He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. The promised land wasn't going to be an immediate bed of roses. There were battles and tests ahead that only God's power could see them victoriously through. Israel wouldn't be able to make the promised land their home without remembering God's power, his faithfulness, and also to fear God and God alone. This wasn't just about Israel remembering and trusting in him. He did it so that all the peoples of the earth, you and me included, would know. Israel's journey with God makes up most of the Bible and thousands of years later continues to be a story of remembering God that's shared with everyone. Life Remember, is full of battles and tests that only God's power can see you victoriously through. Where in your life have you seen God's power? Has that changed how you fear the Lord your God? Why or why not? How could the things God has brought you through be used to share God with others? How would it cause them to fear the Lord your God? Only God could. How could God could be recognized and powerful as powerful and feared never crossed my mind as I was journeying through the last 14 years. What I did realize with each miraculous provision and leading was that God didn't want me to keep his stories to myself. I just never realized that sharing the stories of God in my life was actually sharing his power and why he should be feared. The number of people who have heard one or more of my God stories is literally uncountable. God has led me to share my stories of his provision, my sto stones of remembrance, with strangers on the streets, friends, family, co-workers when I still worked, people at church, literally any and everyone. The journey God has taken me on has taught me to trust God in and through all things. It has taught me the depth of God's love, grace, and mercy for his children. It's taught me that God's promise to provide our every need is a promise he always keeps. And it's also taught me that God loves to love on his people. He wants a close, intimate relationship with us and wants to be part of every second of our lives. We serve a powerful God who should be feared, but who also loves like no other. In closing, over my life, I've come to believe God does things because he loves us and wants to bless us as a father does his children. But also that these things, even the littlest of things, is done to reflect God to all people. 
how we remember God and the things he's done in our lives as part of our testimony. These stories remembered and recounted are able to share God's love with the lost, bring help to the hurting and healing to the wounded. Seeing God's faithfulness in the Bible and remembering God's faithfulness in our own lives is a powerful life-changing combo. Whether you journal, keep notes or reminders on your phone or put rocks in a jar, I pray you do something to remember all God's done and will continue to do. Me, I kind of like put the idea of putting rocks in a jar each time God says or does something. You can write the year on, or one small word on it that'll remind you what the rock symbolizes. Each time your joy tank runs dry, would you remember what God has done for you? Remember that what he's done for those around you and remember his stories of faithfulness recorded in the Bible? Just as God watched over Israel on their journey, I pray you recognize that he's watching over you providing for you and leading you safely to your father's house. Until next time, Genesis 28, 20 through 22 reads, If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God and this stone that I have set up as a, as a will set up will be God's house and all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. God bless.